Welcome back, everybody. So if you guys have been listening to the podcast, you know it's been Pokemon Go a lot because I'm addicted. And don't worry, there's more to come. But today, we're going to dive off to another nerd area that I love a lot, more so than others. We're going to do some Marvel talk. Let's do this. All right, everybody, all you Marvel lights out there, if that's a word, we're going to talk some Marvel, which we have not done in a while, so we have to jump on this bandwagon. But we can't do this alone. We have some awesome special guests, first-timers. From Black Girls Do Stuff too. we have Nick and Tiffany. Say hello to the world, everybody. Hi. This is actually the first time I have two on at once, so this is pretty cool. Uh, usually I only have one person at a time because apparently nobody likes me enough to talk. I'm just kidding. No. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Um, all right. So since you guys are first timers on my show, I'm going to uh, kind of turn it over to you guys for a second. Uh, what got you into the nerdum and what do you guys do <laughs> on your podcast? Um, so I'll start with the podcast question and then I'll let Tiffany talk about nerdum. Um, so with the podcast, it was a idea that I had, I knew I wanted to start something and I knew I wanted to be kind of centered around pop culture and entertainment and just lifestyle. And I thought the perfect person to do this with was my cousin, because literally anytime I talked about movies and TV, it was with her. So I asked her if she would do it. And, um, you know, then we kicked it off right in February and we've been just pretty much trying to add a voice that is underrepresented in things like movies and TVs and especially nerdy things like comics and fantasy and sci-fi and horror. So you guys will fit right into my podcast. I will, <laughs> I will definitely come to you more and more for sure. Awesome. But, no, but that's pretty cool. I, I do. I like the fact, and I talk about it on my other podcast too, that just generally speaking, when it comes to nerd or geek stuff not only is it not enough regularly talked about but there's so many aspects uh whether it's different culture or different um like around the world mm -hmm. there's so much that people don't talk about that it's good to have multiple versions because yeah. that way you get a better understanding i think of what it is to be a nerd or a geek or whatever the hell it is now i mean there's so many <laughs> adjectives i don't even know I was always told that the geek was the bad one, right? Well, yeah, one of them was like, you don't want to, I think it, I think it was geek, because that was like mm -hmm. you sit in the computer lab all day, basically like coding and doing that type of crap, and I, which is funny, because nowadays that's a big cool thing to do, so ha, uh, right. those people, because now it's <laughs> business. <laughs> I mean, literally, if you were called a nerd, a geek, a dork, you are the cool people now, because everybody's trying to be like you, so... Mm -hmm. Well, then I guess we're in the right right area, right, Ben? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> We've just been here longer than On the other hand, so what, what about nerdiness and geekiness did you guys find most interesting to start uh, doing all this? Okay, I guess I'll answer this one. For me, this is <laughs> Tiffany. Um, my nerdiness, I guess, started in more of a fantasy than okay. science fiction or comics. Like, I was very much into reading books and the – the more fantasy elements, the better. Like, my mom gave me The Hobbit to read when I was, like, maybe eight. Okay, all So right. I read that at a young age. Um, I used to read, uh, like, fantasy horror books, and, like, I really liked Frank Peretti. 
He was one of my favorites, even though he terrified me. Um, I was a big Harry Potter person, even though I no, you, you and my girlfriend get along well. In high school, I read all of them when they came out. Um, I was also just into like princesses and anything that had to do with dragons and ogres. So like I read the Aragon series when that came out and I read his dark materials <laughs> and I didn't get into comic books until maybe I was around 10 or 11 and my uncle introduced me to them. Um, and I was also 10 or 11 around the same time that bookstores were still a thing, like they weren't a dying thing. <laughs> so <laughs> when my mom would go to the mall, she would drop me off at the bookstore and they always had a comic section. So I would go in there and read. And I was big into Superman and Batman. I was more of a DC girl than a Marvel girl. Um, no, I know, I know. I'm sorry. I'm, I am marvelous. <laughs> How dare you? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I am marvelous, Monique. So I'm more yeah. of a Marvel fan. She's more mm -hmm. of a DC fan. But I do like. I mean, I love Batman. Which anybody who knows me knows that I love Batman. Um, and I have my DC favorites, but I'm definitely mm -hmm. more of a Marvel person. <laughs> yeah. And the only thing in Marvel I think I read were Spider Man and um, X Men. Which, which are pretty much the only good comic books out there, yeah. honestly. I mean, comics, they were good, but I think if you want good old school comics, Marvel. It's, mm -hmm. it's X -Men. always X-Men. I'm leaving. No. Oh. All right, well, no, I mean, that's really cool because and it, it's actually funny because a lot of, uh, like, girls that I know more recently are into it, but nobody ever really did it when I was growing up. Like, it was really always a guy thing for, mm -hmm. you know, for some reason. Um, so it's actually really cool to see that more and more that comics are now just an everybody thing. Even and I, and I say this about like when I talk to my other guests, even if you don't know what a comic is, you know the characters when you see the movie. Like that's oh, how 100%. big it is. Mm -hmm. So even if you don't know who Iron Man is, you know who Iron Man is. Right. Just because you know, and whether or not it's you know the right the you know real one. I'm you know I'm again I'm not going to go too deep, but you know <laughs> some people are very like you know anal retentive when it comes to like oh it's got to be this version. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. I can show us, but um, that's the cool thing about today, and even even stuff like Harry Potter or Star Wars for that matter, or even things like Aragon, or if you go way back, stuff like Interview with a Vampire. Mm -hmm. even if you don't remember it, you know it because you've seen it somewhere. Right. And, that's what I think is important about nerd and geek and fandom. It's more necessary to the world than people want to realize because it's pretty much, I think it's always taken over the world, but nowadays you see it more and people are like, oh, this is a thing. And yeah. kind of like how I started out with the Pokemon thing, like I'm an avid Pokemon player, anime watcher, I love that stuff. That probably was the first thing that got me into nerdiness was the Pokemon anime. And oh, I never thought about it at the time because to me it was just a cartoon, right? <laughs> yeah. Now I'm like, oh, Pokemon is actually a thing. So <laughs> it takes you a while to, to, as you age, I guess, but you know, there's a lot of things. And, and when we go through some of the stuff we talk about today, you'll, you will notice that what we see now may not have been what it was, but it's still the same, you know, same character, same storyline, but with mm -hmm. liberties being taken. Yeah. You know. Um, okay, so cool. So with that being said, we're going to jump in. And today's topic is one that I have been looking to do for a while. It's just a few of the villains that may not be as bad as we think they are. 
because everybody's good deep down, right? No, I'm just no. Everybody's um, a good person. So we're gonna go over a few, and for you DC lover, there we do have one DC. Just to be fair, <laughs> but we, you'll, you'll realize we are. This is a very Marvel centric um, list, which actually can also be a topic as well. When we when we go into it, it seems a lot of Marvel characters that are bad really aren't bad. They just unfortunately got and they got stuck in a situation that they really ended up, they couldn't really get out of and they just, and it kind of, they just went with it. Mm-hmm. You know. I, feel, mm-hmm. I just don't feel like Marvel's villains are very strong uh, for the most part. Like Depending depending on what you read and look at, I would agree. There are know, very few. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, if you are, especially if you're like a surface Marvel fan or like you pretty much are only a fan of like the movies, you're not going to come into like really, really terrible like, like, uh villains as much as you do like that's one thing i give to dc like when they go dark they go dark Mm -hmm. and their villains are bad you know (laughs) like their villains are bad they are the people that i love deep down in my heart so you (laughs) i love villains Um, (laughs) i I will give that to dc that the one thing (laughs) they can do well is when they do character somebody whether it's Mm -hmm. good or bad they they put all out into the character yeah whether or not it turns out well is a different story but at least they put the time and effort i will Uh uh-huh like their villains are as big as their heroes in some aspects. I feel like in DC, That's true. like mm-hmm. you know Batman, you know the Joker, you know Superman, <laughs> you know Lex Luthor. Like they go exactly. hand in hand more. Exactly. That's it, it's, and you can't really have one without the other. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. But you know, <laughs> I feel like I just that that theme song popped in my head all of a sudden. I think it was Mirror Patrol. Oh, Dakota. now it's gonna be stuck in my head for the rest of the time. <laughs> You're welcome. It's okay. For the past week, I've had a uh, frontier internet commercial stuck in my head so be happy to know that (laughs) all right so jumping in we're gonna go start with marvel here and this guy actually touches me well because his backstory being being jewish myself actually um is very very well played for a a character and this is going to be magneto um and So basically how we're going to do this, I'm going to kind of put out what what their purpose is and we're going to discuss what what we feel the reasoning. So when it comes to Magneto, really, if you look at what he's doing, he really doesn't want to be discriminated against. That's that's what it comes down to, which in any other circumstance would be perfectly fine. Unfortunately, he's a little psychotic, maybe. Um, you know, and I gotta say, I'm not, you know, as much of the X movies were, were kind of bad, um, what's his name, Ian McKellen played a very good, no, yeah, uh, played a really good Magneto. Like, mm-hmm. he did face Magneto. So first question is going to be, does he have a reason to be bad or is he just going about it the wrong way? Um, I, I think it's a bit of one. both. You go ahead, because yeah. Magneto is her favorite. Yeah, Magneto is absolutely my favorite person because, like, for those people who are listening who don't know, uh, you know, Magneto and Professor X were based off of uh, civil rights activist Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. And so I, I feel very strongly about those two characters just because, you know, just like you said, you're Jewish and you relate to them. I relate to them based off of kind of who they came from. And right. so it's one of those things where you know, when you look at it from a perspective of, you know, do they have a reason? Absolutely. He has a reason. Is right. he going about it the wrong way? Absolutely. He's going about it the wrong way. <laughs> Probably shouldn't be killing people, but you know. Exactly. You know, so both, 
both things are true at the same time. Um, and it's one of those things where like, you can really sympathize and empathize with him because it's not only, you know, being discriminated against, but it's straight up like, I don't know if they consider them. They just consider themselves a different race. So we'll say racism as mutants, you know? Right. So I know is, it's kind of, it's a touchy issue yeah. <laughs> when it comes to the X-Men, but. It, yeah, but you know what I mean? So it's one of those things where it's like, I, I not only don't want to be discriminated against, I don't want your policies in place holding me down and you treating me different because of something that I absolutely cannot control and can't help. And if you leave me alone, I'm not doing anything to you. You know, <laughs> right? And actually, and actually, think- you you bring up a valid point there too, because it it also makes me think of uh, these days with like mental health, how mm-hmm. how it's not looked at uh, regularly. So even though even though it's come far, there's still a lot of aspects of it that people are. I guess the best way would be would be scared of, because mm-hmm. you don't know what's happening. You just know that something's off. And mm-hmm. like you said, he he doesn't want to be looked at as different, but at the same time, he's, he's taking it, you know, two steps too far when it comes mm-hmm. to, you know, trying to um, explain himself, I guess. Yeah, yes. and it's almost even one of those things where it's not even that I don't want to be seen as different because different doesn't mean bad. Right, but I exactly. want to be respected for my differences. Mm-hmm. Right, and... and, and, I- and- Oh, I'm sorry, go on. Oh, no, I was just going to say, and I think part of his, his gumption and his, his gung-ho-ness about how he goes about solving, I guess, the mutant issue is that he was also, he was a um, Holocaust survivor. Right, So right. he understands I, yeah. what it means when the government comes after you based off of who you are, off of things that you can't change. So he sees what happens when it goes unchecked. And it, for him, it's very much like, I'm not going back there again. Right. It's life or death for him because it was life or death for him at one point. So I get, I've always understood him in that aspect. Right, no, and that is perfectly said. And when you brought up Professor X and them being best friends in the thing, he's he's one of those anti-heroes, I think. He's not yeah, necessarily for sure. a full villain because there have been aspects, you know, if you remember in the cartoon, if in the comic books, where he's helped the X-Men because mm-hmm. he had to. Um, but at the same time, he just, he, it kind of reminds me of, you know, did you guys see Black Panther? Um, yes, uh, absolutely. Killmonger? <laughs> same idea, where Killmonger went about it the wrong way, but he had the correct right. idea, I, I get. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so, so Magneto is kind of one of the, and I put him on the I list because I knew, I knew we were going to go at it with this. Um, but he's definitely, he's, he's a villain in the best way, but also a good guy in the best way because, mm-hmm. you know, and, and in the movies, the one, the, you know, when Patrick Stewart and, you know, were, were, were talk, you could tell Magneto wasn't rude. He wasn't mean. He wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, like he didn't go out of his way to purposely, you know, beat the crap out of you. He, mm-hmm. he did what he did for a reason. And even there were times where Professor X was like, Okay, you know, I agree. So it wasn't like he was necessarily wrong. He was just the the That's villain true. part comes out to how you do it, and he just didn't. Yeah. Do it. And know, I think like some of the that, villains. Oh, I'm sorry. To <laughs> no, I was just gonna say some of the best villains I think are the ones where you see their point of view. Exactly. Like you understand where they're coming from, and you can agree that they have a point, but it's just they go too far. Yeah, exactly. I also exactly. feel like villain. Like so, when I think villain, I think of people who have no moral compass, right? Like they the Joker. Are, they're just yeah. 
They're just bad to be bad. Like I joke with Tiff all the time that Joker's not a villain, but I know he's a villain. Like, <laughs> I know he is. You know, but I joke with her all the time. Like, so villain to me is like no more compass. You're just bad and you're out here and you don't care. Like you just have your selfish goals and that's what you push for. Everyone else, I feel like you're a villain only to the people who are wrong to you. Mm-hmm. So like Magneto is only a villain to the people who are trying to hurt him, right? To, uh, that's, a, that's a valid statement there, yeah. You know, like, because at the end of the day, he, do, he really doesn't want to, he's all for mutants, right? He's like, I'm for us. Like, I want us to be good. I want us to be better. And honestly, I would leave the humans alone if they would leave us alone. But since they're not, right. then I'm coming for them, you know? So, right. that's a- <laughs> hey. Oh, hello. There that's you go. It. Boy, <laughs> he, he had to uh, speak up too, you know. He, he did. He felt he felt <laughs> that magneto. He was feeling it. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, let, let's see if he enjoys that uh, number two on our list here. Um, we're, so we're going to go from pretty strong to a character that actually I think is one of the best Spider-Man villains, even if he was totally portrayed badly in the movies. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to go. Which with one? Mr. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Exactly. Um, and it's unfortunate because he's actually a good character. He's a really good combo character. So we're going to go with Sandman, a.k.a. Flint Marco, who okay. he is one, he, he actually is one of the guys on the list who really, I think, is just put here, unfortunately. Um, he becomes know, like he, a well, good guy later on, kind of. He becomes he? one, but he... Uh, it, yeah, like so, he, so for those yeah, who don't we'll know, in the it. comic <laughs> and in the movie, um, he ends up, uh, he flees from prison, I believe, in the movie. And he ends up inside a particle accelerator because why not, right? They're just everywhere. <laughs> they're just, everywhere. They're just lying out on the street, you know. Exactly. So. <laughs> they just talked into one and, you know. And the pressure of the sand ended up fusing with his body, which where he got the Namaker Sandman with the ability to turn into dirt, which sounds like the worst ability ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's sand. worse ones, but that's pretty bad. So... Right off the bat, um, you know, he, so if you guys saw the movie, it turned, you know, spoiler alert, he was one of the guys that was around <laughs> when Uncle Ben later. was shot, you know. Mm-hmm. So the Uncle Ben moment aside, is he, I think, I feel like he's villainized just because I think, you know, kind of like Magneto, he got stuck in a situation where nobody's really letting him explain, and he mm-hmm. ends up just being bad because that's all he can do now. Yeah, I think that, that also speaks to, like, the prison system. People in the prison <coughs> system, sometimes when they come out, like, they don't have the option to do right. anything else but be a criminal. So and they, they, too, get sucked in the particle accelerator. Yeah, as well, and then they right? get exactly, because they leave them all the way. They always leave them outside of the prison, so that's what... <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, if you did get you know, for, of prison, I gotta say, for movies that are supposed to be, like, smart, they really don't make smart decisions. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Oh, I, I could talk about that all day. <laughs> so, okay, so we know that he's a crook. We know that he, you know, he, he, he was in prison. I, I don't remember in the comic book what the reasoning was, but he, he really is doing it to, to I, th- I think somebody in his family is ill. He's trying to get money to make them better. And it was his daughter in the movie, right? In the, yeah, movie. in the movie version, at least, that's what he does. I don't remember yeah. in the comic book. But um, so basically, yeah. he's doing it because he needs money to, I think his kid need, needs help. Um, mm-hmm. so does that automatically make them the villain or is it just because he ends up, cause in the, you know, again, the movie version, he's really dull and dimwitted in the comic books. He's actually a fairly bright guy. 
Mm-hmm. Is it make does he is he a villain because he just doesn't choose to go to go straight, or is he a villain because he just enjoys doing what he's doing? Like you know, because he's part of the Sinister Six, remember? So he's part of a bigger group. What do you guys think? I think it's more of just he's a villain just because he's a criminal <laughs> in the beginning. So, like once a villain, always a villain in this aspect. Kind of, it's like. I think mostly it's just the, the criminal aspect for me because once he, he kind of turns a leaf, it's better. But I, in the movie, his reasoning made sense for me and I feel like it made him sympathetic just because uh, in the U.S., I, our healthcare system can be a little expensive. Right. So some a parent turning to crime in order to help their sick child makes sense to me. Kind of in a way where I almost don't fault him for doing it, even though I do. So again, he's like, <laughs> it's a conundrum. But <laughs> he's okay, but he's not. But he's not. But <laughs> so it's like another one of those things where I understand where he's coming from, and I can't really fault him for doing what he's doing. It's just he's in the situation where he's he's the opposite of the good guy in the story. If right, this was fair. written from his perspective, he would be the he would be an antihero probably. And that's fair enough, because if you guys, you know, for everybody out there who's a fan of the Sinister Six, you know, you do have a character like the Green Goblin who literally makes himself go crazy to the point of he is insane and there's nothing stopping him because all he knows now is bad to, you know, even somebody like, you know, Mysterio or Sandman who kind of are long for the ride, but they do enjoy doing it. So Mm -hmm. it's... Yeah, I guess for me, like, I think that he, like, so he had, like, a wave, right? So, like, he was good, but he had bad circumstances. So the comic book version, the movie version, I don't think he's that much of a a villain. I really don't. I don't think he's a villain because, like you said, Tiff, like, the whole stealing things for his daughter, you know, stealing money and all that. For his daughter, like, you get that. And I don't feel bad. And I don't disagree with what he did because if you're trying to save somebody and like nobody's trying to help you, and I mean, I feel bad for Uncle Ben because everybody knows that takes it extremely hard every time Uncle Ben goes. Which time? Nope. Every no time, like five Uncle times ben. this decade. Every time, and I swear, if Sony like gets like John Stamos to play Uncle Ben, and like he dies, I'm gonna lose it. Okay. It'll be the one time he shoots back. It'll be like I'm not going down. He's like and he'll like brush his hair to the side after. <laughs> <laughs> in the background you hear the full house theme song going exactly. out. <laughs> somebody's Mercy. watching on their iPad <laughs> no like I literally uh, but like comic book version I think that like there are times when he really is a villain when he chooses the life of like crimin- like being a criminal and he turns on Spider-Man and he joins these crime syndicates and things like that but then he turns right. back to being like a good guy again, right? So like, he goes back and forth because he has a moment where he's like, you know, I don't have to be bad. I could be good too. And- right, and actually, and yeah, you made a valid point there because you're going to notice when we go through a lot of these guys and uh, characters, um, they're more evil in the book than they are in the film. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah. and that actually leads us right into the next one perfectly. So awesome, thank you for that perfect segue right there you're welcome Um, there you go see this is not scripted at all i swear Um, so we're going to talk about baron mordo who until recently was kind of an unknown character but doctor strange one of my favorite movies thus far um in the comic however 
Morgan ain't the nicest guy in the world. <laughs> he actually, he, he just, he just not, he's not nice. Uh, he actually tries to go against the Ancient One, kill her to become mm-hmm. Sorcerer Supreme, and actually summons Dormammu into Earth to, to uh, you know, take, help take over the world. Yeah. In the movie version, they totally disregarded all of that, and he's just kind of like a sidekick to, to mm-hmm. Um And he turns a bad guy only because he, they go against his code. Right. Exactly, so I, yeah. say, so, I think that they're going to bring in some of this evilness going forward because. Oh, in the upcoming like, films, yeah. Yeah, they mm-hmm. pretty much made Caecilius Mordo in the first movie. Yeah. So, okay, so, so that being said, there. So, again, probably more so, pardon me, uh, more so in the comic books as a villain. Is it, because keeping in mind, this is one of those comics where I think there's a cultural thing around it where, like, you know, they're monks and they're, they're mm-hmm. trying to. Um, you know, they're trying to, I guess, hone the power of, of saving the world. Um, mm-hmm. Is he, you know, obviously, I, I think he really is straight up a bad guy because he's trying to... <laughs> in the comics, over. he's 100% yes. a bad guy. <laughs> in the comics, there's, there's literally no... No question. No question at all. <laughs> I mean, this, this one we might be able to go over pretty quickly because he's pretty, he literally is a bad guy. So I guess the only real question is here is, is, is he made more of a better guy in the movie just for, for more pleasant viewing? Oh, nine, I um, think... I mean, it's almost night and day, I think. So I will say, I don't think it was necessarily for pleasant viewing. I think that because they were like, okay, we know that in the future, like, because I don't think that Marvel ever is like, we're just going to do Doctor Strange. They're like, we're going to do Doctor Strange and then do two, three, four, five, six. So we need a character from the beginning and go through. So they were like, we'll take a lot of what he did in the comics, we'll give it to Carcilius, we'll kill that guy off. And now towards the end, in the bonus scenes, you see that Mordo turns. You know, like he's going right. back and stealing the magic. Now they're going to give him a story like they gave Magneto, like they gave Sandman, like they gave Killmonger, where he has a justification in his mind why he's doing it. But, and then you can have this debate of like whether he's a villain, whether he's a hero. But in the comics, like we said, he is absolutely 100% a bad guy. <laughs> like there's literally. Right. Well, I mean, on it, yeah, you, you pretty much hit the nail right there. That was. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, think- okay, so. Now, now we're going to go to your territory that I know you're happy about this one here. Yay! So, <laughs> I actually didn't realize that this character was an actual psychiatrist before turning yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and she it, actually debuted in the cartoons before she debuted in the comics. Oh, that's so weird. Back. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just weird. I don't know. Um, okay, so obviously <laughs> we're talking about Harley Quinn. So mm-hmm. I think the only the only real discussion question on her is. Is it a matter of mental illness type of crazy, or is it a matter of like, oh, this is fun, let's keep doing it? Like, she doesn't seem like she would on her own be like, let's go kill people. She just doesn't seem. No, because it's for her, I always feel like her, whether she's good or bad, it always depends on who she's with. Like, even sometimes with some of the worst things that the Joker does, she always kind of seems like, I don't want to do that. Like, do we have to do that? Yeah, like, I, I never struck I me know. as, yeah. Yeah, so, like, when she decides to leave him and her and Poison Ivy become a thing, because they do become a thing in the comic books, they're dating at one point. Um, she becomes, they both become better people, and they have a stint with, like, the Birds of Prey um, for a little bit, where they both kind of join. Right. And they're a part of it. Um, 
which is weird because Barbara's in it and Barbara is not a Joker or anybody Joker fan, but whatever. <laughs> so for me, Harley is only as bad as who she's with. She's, as a, she's more like a sponge. And I think that's her mental illness. She's very, I'm trying to think of the word. Um, it's not clean. She's clingy. easily influenced. She's easily influenced, but she's also very needy and she's codependent. codependent. <laughs> that's what it is. Okay, okay, so... <laughs> so that being said, then is the villainy is kind of uh, uh, rubs off on her from other people, then, right? Like mm-hmm. she's not necessarily doing it; she's just around the wrong people. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. Yeah, <laughs> I mean she's violent as well by herself, yeah. but I, I mean, I'm not, not saying she's not crazy. I mean, I've right seen, I've, <laughs> I mean, I've seen parts of Suicide Squad. She's pretty nuts, but yeah. Um, again, not a movie that I recommend, but, um, <laughs> it's sorry. fine, but I, I, I just had to throw that out. Like um, but like even in the Batman uh, animated series, she never struck me as really horrible. She kind of just mm-hmm. struck me as a little off and the only people she was hanging around with were, were the Mr. bad guys. So. Yeah. I just wrote, she has no intention. Like no. that's that's literally my note for Harley Quinn. It's the only thing I wrote down was like no intentions. No, she really she just is. She just is. And then if she's around, that's what she does, you know. And I think they even kind of showed that in Suicide Squad movie, even though we don't want to tell it's the movie that shall not be mentioned, but you have to mention <laughs> that part of like, you know, towards the end when everybody else is doing good. So she's like, Oh, I'm gonna do good too. <laughs> you know, like yes. You know, that sort of thing. So, it, but before she was all gung-ho of like, let's just tear stuff up, you know? So, like, and yeah. I think in the movie, they made her an accomplice to, uh, I guess, spoiler for people who don't read the comics for killing one of the Robins, my favorite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Red Hood, he becomes Red Hood. Oh, like teacher. 52 of them? Oh, uh, yes. There, oh my gosh, there are so many Robins. <laughs> I for for a guy that has no superpower, that. he keeps coming back to life. I have no idea. <laughs> No, I don't either. Basically, uh, if you find the mask, you get to be the next one. That's how it works. You didn't know? If you get go. adopted by <laughs> Bruce Wayne and you find his Batcave, you're going to be the next one. That's <laughs> what happens. You like, can, oh, you're, I like that. If you can find the Batcave, you're a Robin. There you go. Yeah. Wayne is going to go running out going, ooh, let's find the Batcave. Yeah. Right. And you have a little darkness and a little craziness in you, and Bruce will go, hmm, I like that. I think I can love that. You're Robin. That's how it goes. If you can fit in the tights, you're okay. There you go. Yep. Yeah. You can do some flips on the side. Yep. Let's go. <laughs> Come on, kid. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right, all right. So, now we're going to, now we, we must leave DC Universe. I'm sorry. Aw, uh, favorite place. It was fun while we lasted. All right, so <laughs> the next two are, are more Marvel. And the next guy, I think, actually, very interesting character as well. Um, and I think literally what makes him evil is actually the chemicals that are in his body. Mm-hmm. which could be taken as some sort of, you know, real-life drug type of thing as well. But we're talking about the lizard, other, otherwise known as Kirk Connors, who, spoiler alert, was Peter's dad's best friend, or one of his best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, for those who don't remember, uh, Peter Parker knew him via the science lab that he worked in. Mm-hmm. And when Kirk Connors lost his arm, he decided to inject himself with things because that's what I would do if I lost the limb. Uh-huh. I would just start taking chemicals and putting in my body. Yeah. It, worked for a while, it worked for a while until he turned into a gigantic mutated, Lizard. what anybody could call an iguana, basically. Yeah, um, no, don't say the word iguana. 
<laughs> it's like Godzilla. They called Godzilla an iguana. I don't see it, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I do. So He's a mini Godzilla. So I got so like here's a fun story to connect to me. It's like when I so I lived in Cuba when I was younger and I got chased down the beach by an iguana. So like when people say like, oh, Godzilla, he's an iguana. They're not even that scary. Yes, they are. <laughs> they're very scary and they're very fast. <laughs> I, got, I got one for you. My parents went down to Costa Rica and literally they fell out of the sky like rain. Ah! Oh, God. Would, like, so they were on a boat and they were going through the, the, the one of the little like canals and mm. literally they were just falling onto the boat from the trees randomly and like nobody cared because that was the normal thing to happen. Like, oh, it's raining iguanas now. That's cool. <laughs> And they That's were, the thing of nightmares. <laughs> I would have had a heart attack. <laughs> but like you'd be sitting there and all of a sudden like right next to you, plop would be an iguana. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. hello. Okay, let's go <laughs> the margarita. But um, all right, so I think that what this this drives to what Marvel does well is they like to con- connect real life to to their comics. I believe what villainizes him, and people will probably not agree out there because a lot of you know drugs are one of those com- commentaries that people never agree on but i think what makes him villainous unfortunately is the chemicals and the stuff he puts inside of him yeah. um one because could say what- you know and you could also say this is why you shouldn't be doing like you know weird you know scientific injecting yourself with weird things that you find on your on your science exactly. lab table so, well, hey if you're going to inject yourself with anything shouldn't it be something you made or you're confident in? <laughs> I mean, you say, like a, but then you say <laughs> yes and you're like no that doesn't work so <laughs> unfortunately your point there is invalid but they, thanks for playing <laughs> you missed but, the second part i said versus something you find off the street one could lead to an overdose the other just turns you to a giant lizard like <laughs> 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 one is better <laughs> be like death or lizard exactly. <laughs> it's a catch-22 let's see if i'm a giant lizard i'll probably be shot at but if i'm dead i'm dead so i guess either way it's uh, not gonna okay, be good so, i mean we can glance over pretty quickly but i mean what what's what's the big deal with him what what makes him a villain or not a villain um is it just is it really because he really isn't he's really just trying to help himself right he's not he's not trying to do any harm i mean kurt I think Kurt, yeah, that's his name. Kurt, he he is not a villain, but the lizard is a villain for a while. And then for a little while, yeah. And, and that, that, that's where it kind of is a weird kind of eh, because his human form is good, his non-human form is bad. It's Dr. Jack and Mr. Hyde. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I know, right? It is. It, it's like chemically induced Dr. Jekyll. And for, the, for those out there who aren't young enough to know, that was a book. So yes, <laughs> go read it. It's actually pretty decent. It's actually great. It's one of my favorite mm-hmm. stories of all time. Um, so yeah, I mean, the lizard is bad for a while, and then he decides. Even like, I, I feel like one day he was drinking a martini, and he was like, "You know, what? <laughs> he's like, I need to reevaluate my life." Right. It's like you don't have to be bad. And so what you're saying is all it takes is one good martini to turn a bad guy good? <laughs> Extra dirty, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, why have the comics not figured this out then? Like, what? I don't know. Well, one of you needs to call and be like, this is what you do. <laughs> Hold on. No, this no. is how you make all the bad guys good. Basically, I just picture him walking around his apartment with his martini and his one arm, and he's just like, I don't have to be bad. I can change. 
And he decides. He's to. like, hey, let's get prosthetics. That's a good thing. Why not? <laughs> That's better than just injecting myself. <laughs> right. But I guess with him, just like everybody else on the list, the thing that makes him a villain but not a villain too is are his intentions. His intentions are good. Right. But then right. there's always that saying that the the way to hell is paved with good intentions. Right. So I feel ah, like this nice. actually kind of connects all of them together. They all have good intentions. It's just they go about it in the worst way. Right. No, that, and I was just going to say, even, even like who we just spoke of, of Harley, same difference. She, I feel like deep down there's good reasoning behind it, but because mm-hmm. of the affiliation, you're in the wrong place. As well place as the time. chemical imbalances in her brain, naturally. Right. Well, that too, but you know. Yeah. All right, so last but not least, and this one is kind of as, I think, deep as, say, Magneto is, and not a character I was really a fan of until the movies, because I really, she wasn't really portrayed well in the comics or the cartoons. Um, I'm talking about Nebula, one of the two daughters of Thanos that we've seen. I know he's got millions more, because that's what Thanos does in his free time. He's a space thought, is what he is. Apparently, he just, you know, (laughs) he likes to go have sex with people, because that's what you do. <laughs> As a Titan, I mean, that's what you're meant to do. That's what he's, he's like. When I'm not out conquering worlds, I just sit at home and you know, make children. Make get children. It in. <laughs> so, I get it in. That, that's a discussion for another day. That, that's a, that's the after hours podcast, right? There. <laughs> that's like Cinemax type of stuff, right? There. Again, if you don't know what Cinemax is, you grew up in a different era. So there yes. you go. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, yeah. so kind of like Magneto. You know, Nebula, and I guess even Gamora, though Gamora, I guess, kind of took it the better route. Um, Nebula was taken advantage of, physically abused, mentally abused, basically everything in the book by her father, quote unquote. Um, I guess that would make anybody go nuts, but again, in a world where mental illness shouldn't be taken lightly, I don't know if necessarily there, you know, she doesn't have a reason to be bad, even though what happened to her was definitely horrible. Mm-hmm. Is this just another, you know, Marvel going, oh, we need more dark characters. Like, there's something about her where she's good, but I don't think she really cares to even try to be good. I think she's just so far gone. What yeah, do you think? I think that probably has to do with her trauma growing up. Like, I feel like she is the anti-Harry Potter. I'm going to go ahead and bring it back to my fantasy. Where she, she's an abused child where it seems like Harry grew up and he became a good person. She grew up and she went the other direction that sometimes abused children go to where they become very callous and very okay. much like somebody did this to me. So if I do it to you, it's whatever. It's somebody did it to me. Get over it. I lived. <laughs> do right. the same and, thing. Um, if, and for those who didn't see Endgame, if you guys, oh. I'm sure you guys saw it, but the scene where she <laughs> basically kills herself, her old version, mm-hmm. almost, her you know, she, it was the first time she actually did something good, but even then, though, she was just kind of like, whatever. I don't really mm-hmm. give it to him. It is what it is. Like, yeah. So it's really hard to even... Think of her non-villainous, even though, you know, she really isn't, I guess. So, uh, well, I think it depends. Again, I'm always going to bring it to this. I think it depends on which version of her you're looking at, right? True. So, but like, I- if, you're, if we're focusing on MCU Nebula, I would think that she is, again, a redeemed villain, right? Yeah. Like, she is somebody who went through all the things that you guys talked about, and then she... Um, 
you know, redeemed herself, came back, gave them the tea on what happened at Vormir, and they still messed up and <laughs> didn't know what was going to happen. Like, told everything. Didn't press, like, tried to warn them instead of just coming back. So she got kidnapped. Like, she was just dumb. But she tried. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that, that's kind of what happened. But if you look at, like, her story, like, in the, in the written version, like, she she kind of started the second big bang and almost ruined the universe. Like, mm -hmm. because she was selfish. And that all like, happened in less than an hour. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, she, you know, in so the comics, like, she was the one that took the, the stones from, from Thanos. Right. Well, like, yeah, if you, guys, if you guys read the yes. Infinity Gauntlet right. story, she took the, ga the gauntlet and she had it for good reason, but then that also made her go crazy as well. So it kind of... Mm -hmm. Right. Sort of backfired, but... So, like, you know, it's stuff like that. It's like, you know, she... And when it, like, early on and when she's kind of, like, introduced, she was already out, like, hey, you guys trying to destroy some stuff? <laughs> like, that's kind of how she entered the scene. So she was very much, like, a villain. And I don't... I can't remember off the top of my head um, as far as... I know later iterations, they might have changed it, but I can't remember a time where she was redeemed, really in the comics like she tried for like one second and then it pretty much backfired and she went back to her old ways you know right i mean mm -hmm. I, she was a character that i think always stayed bad yeah but I, I think even still there are aspects of her that maybe weren't written out but you can kind of tell in the story that were you know maybe she wanted to but it just wasn't worth her time so she just yeah. you know but so I do agree, though. The MCU best. version definitely has redeemed her more than, than the comic book. Yeah. That is a Some theme with the Marvel like movies. Bad, and that's what I like. <laughs> I like okay, so, no, so I, will, I will end it and finalize it with, with the one question is what, what makes it, you know, and this, this could be any iteration, not just Marvel DC, what makes a good villain, non-villain character? I mean, does every villain mm -hmm. have to be bad? I think a villain, for me, um, is somebody... So a good villain in a movie is somebody who is just because like we were talking earlier, like between like antihero and like villain and things like that. So for me, a villain is a bad guy, right? Yeah. Like they might not kill people or do anything like kill people necessarily, but they're doing something and they're like almost making you feel angry, right? Like you kind of yeah. hate this guy. Like you go to like a live theater show, if you almost want to stand up and be like, hey, man, that's you. Like... <laughs> You're terrible, you know what I mean? Because they make you feel those negative emotions that they're kind of driven by. But you're right. the opposite way because, I mean, if they don't make you feel that and then you're cheering them on, maybe you're a villain too. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> did, you just, did you just like doctor feel yourself, Monique? Are you I might have, because as I said it, I was like, oh, wow. You just read yourself. <laughs> you're like, I do that too. Well, you know what? Everyone's a villain in someone's story, so... Mm -hmm. Everyone's a villain. <laughs> there we go, taking it way too, uh, way too deep right there, psychologically. <laughs> no, yeah, that was very well me. said. That was, that yeah. was, there you so go. That's a villain for me. <laughs> I guess I would go with Monique too. A villain for me is somebody that makes you feel a visceral emotion when you watch them or you mm -hmm. read them on the page. Okay. But they're also someone that you, if you took a second to switch, like, switch perspectives, you understand kind of where they're coming from. You might understand their dislike of a character, the main character. You also might understand their goal or what they're going towards. So right. for me, a good villain has to have a goal. 
Like I need to see what, what it is that they're going for. It's in order for me to understand why they're clashing with the main character. All right. That's that fair. Makes sense? That, that, that's, that's fair enough. I, yeah. I would say, and this is going, taking it way back old school and this is not necessarily being a good villain, but just a villain. Uh, James Bond characters mm-hmm. to me were, I mean, and again, this is way, way, I'm like, I, I was I was alive when they first came out. I'm a battle. Um, I still, you know, I mean, come on now. I mean, hey, we also had Pierce Brosnan, which no offense to him, yeah. that was weird. Now looking back, but um, we've all seen a James Bond film. So I mean, you know, a, a villain from a James Bond movie, I think, is an epitome of a villain. They don't necessarily have to be smart. They don't have to be good mm-hmm. at what they do. But some, I mean, he's got he's got a he or she has a reasoning to do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's an opposition. It's an opposition. And honestly, in any story, if there was no opposition, you'd have a really crappy story. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I have yet to read a book, you know, unless it's like Dr. Seuss, where like there's nothing. <laughs> Even in Dr. Seuss, there's like some drugs going on in there. I, I don't know. Yeah. But, and like, uh, I am Sam was in opposition to, he didn't want his green, no green eggs and ham. And the, the fox kept trying to push it. Speaking of which, Netflix now has a cartoon based off of that. So that's all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so yeah so i you know i, I think we we agree uh, a, a good villain has to have a good purpose in what what they're doing um mm-hmm. you know whether or not they really are whether they aren't or whether villain is the wrong word just having the opposing side to the whatever other side there is makes it that much better and more fun and like you said you want to stand up in the theater and be like screw you like get the yeah. you know <laughs> So, I can't wait till you die. <laughs> right, like you cheer when they if go. You, oh, if you yelled that in a the theater, you might get, you know. Yeah, I might. Yeah, no, I would not I advise. So I get dragged out. Right. So there's a a point I want to bring up. Like uh, one, I agree with like everything that all of us have said, except for one thing. For me, I don't. I personally don't feel like a a villain has to have a a direct reason why they're so bad. Right. Like. Okay. they're just bad to be bad and I think a good example from the movies not the books because I didn't read them because I know Tiffany will come for me is Jane in Twilight she was freaking mean she just <laughs> liked to hurt people you know what I'm saying like she would be like pain hurting you boom I, and they were like oh she'll tell you and she was like I know like I'm hurting her anyway because I want to and then when she actually died in the movies people cheered like I was in a theater and people were like yes Kill that girl. Like, kill I didn't want her to die. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to say one thing. Why did you bring up Twilight? I mean, really. Because it's her. Because it's I her freaking thing. love it, and I don't care if people hate it. No. <laughs> She's been trying to get us to do an episode for Twilight for forever, and it just never works out. So she's going to interject it wherever she can. Uh, okay, well, then I will be prepared for the future times you guys come Yep. But, I don't know to look out for the Twilight. <laughs> All right, guys. So I have a pleasure having you guys on. Uh, this thank will you be for the first. having us. Yeah, I, I appreciate you, so you guys. Uh, this will be the first of many, I'm sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Before we sign off, what is uh, what's your next episode going to be about for your podcast? Yeah, so we are currently doing our food film series. I don't know when this is going to hit exactly. So regardless, our food film series. So we have um, – movies that we're doing for the month of November because it's Thanksgiving month. So we're doing food uh, and movies recipe. that like center around uh, food. And then we nice. give you a recipe with each episode. 
Very cool. Yeah, I think I actually I checked out your Ratatouille one because that's oh. I just I just watched that movie recently, like for the first time all the way through. So, uh-huh. like, so you're like me. <laughs> I don't know. I, I love that stuff but at the same time. Like I don't have time. I don't have time for it all. Like right, right, right. <laughs> All right, guys. So as you know, for all two universe, the podcast, everybody out there, we upload uh, two episodes every Monday. So today we will have two new episodes coming up. Uh, don't know what the hell they are because I got so many in the queue right now. So, yeah. But it'll be good. But it'll be for sure. Um, so yeah, so um, check that out. I will definitely put your guys social media at the bottom of this when it is published out live. So people will be able to go find you there. Um, and yeah, until next time, I will get you guys on very soon because this was a blast. Appreciate it. Was it was very fun. It was very, uh, very fun. More DC stuff next time. Or Twilight. Uh, I, <laughs> you know, we don't have to do Twilight. <laughs> who's running the show here now? Uh, all right, guys. So thank you for having me. Uh, I can speak. Thank you for being on the show. And as always, everybody out there, I'm going to end with my catchy slogan, as I say, stay nerdy, everybody.